welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Hey, Matt. I fucking hate you so much. Well, Ryan, at least I know to come in from the rain. You won't know to come in from the rain. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> we are quoting, you probably don't know these yeah, unless you no. are unless you are one of the, um, well, I guess 74,000 people who have listened to this album. And I know exactly how many people have listened to this album uh, because it is only available uh, as a single track uh, on SoundCloud, uh, either as a single track stream uh, or uh, a download also from um, the artist SoundCloud page. And we are talking about the new album Hope uh, from by Shamir that was surprise dropped on his SoundCloud um, a little over a week ago. Um, and and with a, accompanied by a post uh, that was basically um, said that he was going to quit music, uh, but instead he sat down over a weekend with a four-track recorder um, and wrote and re- uh, self-recorded uh, this batch of uh, about 10 songs uh, that stretch over 35 minutes. Um, and it's it's kind of a reaction to what he describes his um, accidental pop stardom uh, and uh, and is is a in a lot of in some ways a left turn from um, his debut album uh, Ratchet, which we discussed uh, two years ago, I believe, when it was out in uh, 2015. It was uh, widely acclaimed, um, ended up on many year end lists. Um, the the kind of hit the the breakout hit song on on the regular uh appeared on a lot of uh radio uh not radio but like uh indie <laughs> the place the the indie equivalent of a radio like a college radio uh and and uh and certainly in my ears and and playlists um and um and and hope is a departure from that and it's deliberately a departure um but uh, it uh, to my mind uh definitely is an interesting document um and is a, and i think he also describes and we'll we'll post i mean again the only place to to go to get it is soundcloud uh, or the best place so you can also i recommend read, reading the uh, essay um and i think he says <laughs> uh, uh, uh i'm not going to lie this album is hard to listen to but it was even harder for me to share um and and uh you know Shamir delivers uh on that. <laughs> um and, well, and I mean he album. delivers I mean to be fair he delivers on two fronts one yeah. yeah there there are moments that are it's well I don't know is it hard to listen to I mean I feel like that we we sort of make an art uh you know semi ironically of like listening to sort of very alienating stuff sometimes uh and talking about it and is this more alienating than than uh some of chastity belt right like or or perfect pussy right like a a different or kind or, de- or death grips right <laughs> like a different kind of noise yeah um noise music no i mean honestly it's a lot more accessible than than noise music per se even though a lot of it kind of borrows the vo- vocabulary of uh lo-fi and and noise music i mean the first sound on it is the kind of the hum of guitar uh the snarl of guitar feedback um right it's a it's a cuss it was a close cousin the, the buzz is a close cousin of john darniel's boombox right <laughs> like there's a hum that comes in that is kind of very very similar to that creaky wheel of the of the old of the old Panasonic um, uh, that we discussed when we covered uh, uh, All Hail West Texas. Yeah, and, and it's, in, it's in, the staple I, of the old Mountain Goats records. In yeah. both ca- in both cases, it's a uh, it's a uh, new Mountain Goats coming soon. By the way, uh, the. Um, Mm, yeah, in both cases, it's the sound of a machine, right? It's the sound of the machine kind of asserting itself. And so it's a trope of mediation, uh, between, you know, between the music and you. Um, in the. Which is, which is interesting because though this kind of lo-fi music is, you know, purports to be unmediated, yeah. right? And so the unmediation starts with a mediation, right? Yeah. That's, well, I mean, I guess so. Like it's, it's, um, I think by not giving a shit though, right? Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the key. It's like, there's something vital and compelling about the music that reaches yeah. through, even though we haven't like polished up all yeah. the surfaces, right? Like, well, it's, and it's also, it's unmediated by another person, right? So that like, you know, the machines are always there, but in other kinds of recordings, there's somebody else who is the handler of the machine. Right. Yeah. True. true <laughs> right. Like the, uh, the machine that you don't hear is in fact right. the greatest mediator. Right, of, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. 
um, of things. But but then also, oh, I was going to say in in a second way, uh, it's it's he delivers on two fronts. It's difficult to listen to, and it's difficult to share. Oh, I was going to make a point about it, but I I forget what it is. Uh, other than like it is, it does kind of venture into a lot of kind of very agonized emotional territory. Yeah. and and yeah. He, he's willing like a lot of it you listen to the vocal performance on this and like Shamir's one of Shamir's great tools is, uh, is his voice, right? Like, Mm. um, and, and it's as a on ratchet, you know, which we both, which we both liked. And I think we took in kind of a joking way in the spirit that, that it was intended. Like ratchet is the spirit of kind of a night out when you're a teenager, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, before you can like getting into trouble before you can get into too much trouble, you know, and that that like there's that kind of like joyful uh, there's a there's a sort of exuberant quality. And like so both as a rapper on that album and as a singer, uh, he has that. And here he takes the same instrument and puts it to sort of um, like full force agonizing use. Like, yeah. like a couple times as I was listening through to this, I thought like, oh, he's not pretending, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's like, Absolutely. I hope he doesn't tour this record because it'll kill him. You know, uh, the, the just attaining some of those like um, yelps or, or kind of screaming, you know, vocal timbres that, that he does. Uh, I want to be like Shamir baby, no, take care of your voice. Right. Like it, it has to last for a long career or i don't know maybe maybe it maybe it doesn't i think i think assumptions about career and career trajectory yeah. are something that that this kind of uh calls into question or gives lie to yeah it's kind of sing like this is the last time you might ever sing yes right and and that that is and that's what is i think that that is both you know what makes it you know a can a potentially a hard listen because um because the effort is there and the emotion is there and and the uh the the kind of danger or risk is there but that's what also i think makes it um a really interesting document right rather than just a news story to share and then move on right like there's a news because like you know at this point there's a new surprise album every hour right uh and it's just like like life is is but an endless stream of um of of surprise albums and possibly possible wars that are going to start (laughs) and that's the world we live in now um and and it is this crazy thing where it's like you know the 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 sum total of most commentary is like there's a new album from shamir right and 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 then um and and there were a few reviews uh pitchfork reviewed the album um and then you know yeah but that's the state of i mean that's the state of music criticism that's the state of of the world right like someone sends out a press release or something or someone does like one yeah. thing and then yeah. everyone covers it and adds yep. pretty much the same yep. uh pretty much the same commentary to it like especially those shitty billboard media sites like uh you know stereo gum and spin and like all you know like uh, all that useless journalism you know yeah fuck that shit <laughs> Um, so, uh, but, but this is not that right. So that we are going, we, we don't have the press release and we're going to, we're going to delve in. And this is harder than, um, than with other albums, right? It's a rare album that has, um, very patchy, uh, or non-existent, uh, lyrics coverage on, um, on, on genius. But this is one of those. I think only about three of the songs, um, have annotations and even those annotations, uh, have quite a lot of, quite a lot of question marks. Um, and there are definitely some times where, as I was um, listening to a few of the tracks, um, there was a few where I, um, you know, in, in taking notes and listening, I even said, uh, I think I wrote down, wait, like, go back and like, get the rest of this lyric. It seems important and I <laughs> over and over again. And I couldn't get it. Uh, this was on, um, I believe the fifth track, um, uh, easier. And, uh, which is, uh, which is, I, for one, one song that really kind of grabbed me for a lot of reasons. Um, and so like, it, it definitely 
uh, we will we will be stretching all of our tools and kind of digging into this album. Uh, we don't have quite the same amount of tools for lyrical close reading. Um, so give this uh, a few spins. Again, it's a short album, so give it as many spins as you can. Um, this is one where I definitely recommend headphones, right? That that because of the, the lo-fi bedroom nature of it, um, on any kind of speaker, a lot of it kind of dissipates oh, away. Um, and, yeah, it actually, it was a revelation when I listened, when I listened, yep. I took it on a jog with me. And like when I listened yep. on, on headphones, it also may be, I actually think like sometimes we talk about music that you work out to, but I actually uh-huh. think doing something physically strenuous while you're listening to this might actually put your soul in a disposition where like, if you're really tired, you know, like, or if you're, if you're like really trying to do something hard, your body and soul might might just be like you're, you're in spiritual alignment to have to kind of like open the vein of gold and have the music pour in uh, and and speak to you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that I, you know, I've been um, as as a brief aside, you know, it, when running. My go-to is generally hip-hop, um, but that on a few longer runs recently, I've been listening to what I would kind of describe as epic, soaring indie rock. Um, some some TV on the radio, um, some um, Halo Benders, which was the... Um, uh, the 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 beat happening uh, built a spill side project kind of big sweeping things um, that kind of um, you know kind of big open spaces and and there is something about these kinds of especially the moments on this album where it really kind of opens up and the you know, where, where um, especially the kind of the slightly more um, the heavier guitars the kind of more with the the kind of more soaring um, falsettos um, I think would absolutely kind of motivate. Uh, exercise in a counterintuitive way. Um, so go, but get, but give it those spins and give it a few listens. Uh, give it one where you're stationary and are able to write down what you hear uh, and and uh, uh, lyrically and and musically because there are lots of small moments among the kind of comparatively louder guitars um, and kind of the soaring vocals. There are interesting, really small details of, of piano, of synthesizers, of, of drum patterns um, that add a lot of texture that I think gets missed on the lot uh, on the, on the first blush as well. So give, um, uh, give, give hope a few spins uh, and meet us back here to dive in after this word from our commercial sponsors. Are you ready to, co- to quit the music business? Yeah, I mean, I am like, I'm, I am here. I'm, I'm, I'm my butt, my fingers on the button. I'm about to delete all of my accounts. You're, you're fed up with the, the downside of stardom, huh? Uh, yeah, I just want to become anonymous. Yeah, well, hi, hi, howdy, howdy, hi, hi. <laughs> Try the new Zoom H8 uh, uh, flash recorder. Go on. <laughs> if you have to, uh, if you have to uh, record the last moments of your uh, talent, uh, if you want to like make a final statement, you can use a four-track portable recorder from Zoom that records onto an SD card. It has two condenser mo- microphones set up XY that can capture sound live in the room and mic line inputs to capture all your synthesizer, sequencer, and guitars right in one box about the size of a pack of cigarettes. Hey, you know what? This sounds pretty good. You know what? I think I'm not going to give up after all. No, 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 no. You got to quit music. (laughs) Wait, is this like, wait, are you the devil? (laughs) Come to hell. Oh no. (laughs) And we're back. Yeah. (laughs) That's a, that, that took to a, a turn. Yeah, that went to a dark place. <laughs> but that is, you know, it, you know the um, the the indie music business and that this kind of uh, permeable boundary between indie and pop um, requires a lot of deals with a lot of devils, right? Um, and and that that part of the motivation of this album is kind of getting out of that contract with the devil. <laughs> A little bit, right? Uh, and you know, there, there are a lot of times where a lot of albums, and obviously this was not a release on a uh, record label, so it's not a actual expunging of a uh, of a record deal that you sometimes.
MC um, with some mixtapes and some releases are these kind of perfunctory releases to get a artist out of a deal. But there is a sense of uh, at the kind of spiritual or existential level that this is this is kind of um, breaking the contract with the devil, <laughs> with the indie devil. Um, and you know, does, do you know, what the yeah, exactly. Do you know what he holds? Uh, he holds a pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, pitchfork sort of exemplifies. I, you know, I don't know. You're you're more in the world of of this kind of like sceny music criticism than I am. Um, you know, you're you're a good scene policeman. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a scene neighborhood watch. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm, a, I'm a scene militia. <laughs> you're like, you're like a scene, uh, like international voting observer. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a scene blue helmet UN peacekeeper. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly because the you know, um, and so I don't, I actually don't know what I, I feel like. Uh, mm, Pitchfork's influence has been replaced with legitimate power, you know, and that that's like 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 economic power, you know, like their cultural power has been supplanted by economic power. And that's a totally different uh, that's a totally different muscle to flex. And it's a totally different sword to wield, you know, and that's um, uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's weird. Right. Like so they are sort of kingmakers. And for what it's worth, like Ratchet. Uh, a couple years ago, got best new music and and uh, probably a boost, you know, in, in attention at least based on yeah. based on that um, recommendation. You know, especially from from losers like us who read that who read that list and are, uh, you know, who read that list and are are into it. I don't know. I. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. Let's not get sidetracked into pitchfork, except to say, except to say, um, I I very often like pitchfork when they're celebrating something, and like them less when they're putting something down. Yeah, and 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 that this is an album that they they put down. Yeah, uh, and and when I reread the the review more nicely than I first thought, right? Like um, because it's you know that. I, I that there is something, but the, 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 there's something to the effect. Correct me if I'm wrong. In the review of this album, that is to the effect of, well, this isn't how you do lo- lo-fi music, right? That is, it's kind. It is not the exact words, but there's a sense of, well, real lo-fi like is done this way. Um, and so, talk about scene policing, right? That there is a, a sense of, you know, and and, and I think though, I mean, and, and we can talk about this. I think it is important because what this album does, I mean, I think in kind of releasing this album, you know, and and I alluded to this earlier, but there is so much of a theater of when and what an album is at this point, right? Because like, um, you know, I think it's part of this post Beyonce, post Beyonce's self-titled album that that Surprise released um, is realized that like messing with what the album is. Is it a visual album? Is it a mixtape? Is is it a playlist? Uh, You know, is it um, Surprise announced? Like, I mean, I think one of the newer things is a like not total ambush um but is a like vague promise of something that will happen it's like a scavenger hunt right it's an album release scavenger hunt which is a little bit of what um uh, uh damn which we talked about last week uh was and so there there are clues there are hints you know is there one album are there seven albums <laughs> um is it yeah it seems like- to have kind of backfired on kendrick lamar recently where like uh he he created expectations but like too many expectations to the point where people were disappointed pointed when there wasn't a follow-up to damn right right, right. I, I mean i i think kendrick's kendrick lamar is doing fine uh with the number one song and album in the country but yeah that people like really read the tea leaves and like there is another album that is coming i mean that the people were certain that there's a second album called nation that was coming on easter sunday um and i think as i mentioned on last week's podcast some guy like like ground up a record and drank it as a smoothie because he lost a bet uh, around this so um but the, but the point is is that you know, in because the you know the way that one promotes an album is, 
in some ways almost as important as the album itself, as the music itself, right? Just kind of, right? This is different. Um, Hope and the way that is released and the way that it sounds is different from a lot of other kinds of surprise albums um, in that it is, it's not, at least as of right now, there are a lot of one of the current moves is there are mixtapes that come out. But at this point, there are a tremendous number of mixtapes that are themselves on all of the streaming services. Right. I mean, um, the, the best example of this is um, Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book, which is, you know, a mixtape. Um, but, you know, won Grammys. Right. Um, and, uh, and and was and and charted. But what, one of the early questions of the of TFT in its musical incarnation was what is an album, right? Yeah, and like exactly. we talked kind of etymologically about it. We talked historically about it. We talked, you know, uh, in commercial kind of market driven terms about what that is. And like, just as in, in there's a, uh, emphasis placed on fashion in times of status anxiety, right? I, I think that this, all this, what you call the sort of theater of where and what an album is. I think this is all more necessary in time. Mm-hmm in time of a great deal of anxiety about where and what an album is, right? Yep. Like, uh, you know, that the, the, um, that if we could all agree on a definition, there wouldn't be a need to, to like jockey for position. Uh, and yep. we could sort of go, we could sort of go about making the thing that we all know and, uh, the thing that we all know and, and understand. But the idea that like, is this a streaming world? Is this a, a singles only world? Is it a tracks or a playlist? Uh, uh, tracks or a playlist world. I think that that like, is it a vinyl. Is it a vinyl world? Is it a cassette world? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. And you you. It it's not enough even to say what uh, what does this artist think um, an album is. What are they? Tr- what aspects of albumness or what kind of of the range of of things which are they sort of picking uh, to mm. kind of be the qualities of their album? You also have to kind of do a little uh, interpretive detective work and make some guesses as to what they're responding to in the discourse, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like you know, whereas you know, Chance the Rapper is is uh, Chance the Rapper releasing coloring book uh in that way is very different from I'm, I'm trying to think of one in a different genre and of course when you try to think hey what are some surprise released you know or kind of unconventional things in different genres of course they they don't uh spring to mind right when you want them but but uh is is sort of very different and his career is very different from some of the other people who do uh who do this sort of thing in in different genres of music well i mean i think a good example that comes to mind that i think connects back to to hope is um like like Frankie Cosmos's like voluminous Frankie, yeah Frankie Cosmos the, there you like go. right the the Bandcamp discography right um and I think that this is even different right so Hope is different from even the kind of um Frankie Cosmos kind of pre um pre album status right where you know she had a, a huge catalog of DIY bedroom um lo-fi fi um recordings that were up on Bandcamp um for for a few years kind of before um uh was it Zentropy I think was the kind of breakout um album and uh and this is I mean I think that I you know I I, I you know it's it's worth kind of kind of saying that like a SoundCloud is interesting um, in that it's not Bandcamp, right? It, you know, Bandcamp has kind of emerged as the um, post MySpace place for kind of bands uh, posting music, right? They're kind of bands self-posting, um, you know, their own independent uh, recordings. And SoundCloud often um, is a, a bit more of a place of of you know DJs remixes um you know hip hop electronic music um and often yeah, I mean technically and- from like a product point of view SoundCloud is supposed to be sort of the YouTube of you know the YouTube of audio you know right. uh and the fact that like the yeah. com- the commenting interface is sort of the mm-hmm. uh, the most uh on point thing for that right well and it puts an emphasis on individual tracks right, right. on singles a bit more and you can make collections that are album like but i think it's again 
again, noteworthy that the the way that this um, this album is put up um, and it's described, you know, Shavir describes it as an, an album in that the stream, right, the stream that you click on is hope, parentheses, full album. Um, and then um, uh, b- beneath the essay is um, the track list of what the um, nine songs are, right? right? And, and so that, um, and it, it is very interesting and, and you can also download this um, by by MP3, but I think especially listening to it um, as one track makes it more akin to a DJ mix. Um, and, you know, the dividing line of where where the, I mean, obviously the songs are stylistically um, different, um, but there is, um, you know, that that there isn't, um, right, there isn't a physical, as of yet, a physical version. There isn't a cassette where you open it up and you look at the lyrics um, and, and at the art, right? Um, and there isn't a, a you know a cd a, a vinyl record um where, where you do that um and there's and and it's not on um the the streaming service right that it is very i mean and so it's you know in a, in, a, in a place i think you know one of the other kind of concerns that we were talking about a lot early in the um in the podcast is about um indiness and independence as well and kind of just taking a bunch of songs and putting them onto the in- internet um without kind of giving the heads up to your <laughs> to your record label or publicist or or anyone um is about as a much of a kind of independent action that <laughs> it's, it's, it's independent in that it's u- unilateral right there's a shout out to the um the the guy who mastered the album uh on an hour's notice um and other than that that it's you know it's Shamir in the four track right um, and uh, and that that is beyond the, you know the, the discourse about mediation or or not um, there is a well I want I want slash needed to do this um, and and that is I think again talking about what that's responding to um, is to a, a set of like expectations right because the first album was a success then there's a question of well what comes after that um, and there's a a, a already a discourse around that and there's um in in acting unilaterally um you know in addition to kind of responding to a need and a kind of internally we kind of talk about what some of the themes um or 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 sounds on the album are um but that that just kind of in you know responding to this um that that need that kind of creative impulse it also kind of reclaims the narrative right and now um it's not even really a sophomore release because it just was it just was released right <laughs> um and 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 it kind of um yeah it's, it- it's interesting yeah it really short circuits that because like yeah, part of exactly. a, a sophomore release is like a big period of anxiety and anticipation and by not right, right and and like fans worrying and like talk you know a lot of think pieces in the the uh, music journals and like that, you know, all this stuff, and and this completely short circuits that. Uh, this completely short circuits that in a way that I mean that I think is artistically interesting, right? That like, uh, yeah, that that um, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on here, but it's it's uh, uh, it's it's all of it sort of very cool, or at least very very interesting and sort of worthy of attention. I think. Well, absolutely. And it is, you know, in the like sense where like indiness doesn't mean a lot anymore, right? That um, this is, you know, beyond just the way that it's produced. I think what's really interesting about this, and I think that, um, you know, some of the reviews, some of the coverage are very surprised that, you know, um, you know, the, of and it's not said in so many words, but like sort of how much guitar is on this, <laughs> you know, that this I is actually, re- no, I was surprised by that. I didn't realize, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't realize that Shamir played guitar. Cause I thought of, I thought of, uh, uh, ratchet as kind of a, a cross between a kind of a hybrid of a hip hop record and a dance pop kind of record, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And that like, I think of those as being electronic music genres that are sort of sample driven on the one hand or keyboard driven on the other hand. Yeah. And that's, like yeah 
Well, and 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 I think that I I only I think having read some um, profiles that were out around the time of of Ratchet, um, that like kind of the pre-Ratchet background of Shamir is kind of talked about like playing kind of open mics, playing small DIY venues in Las Vegas, um, and kind of playing kind of guitar, and so that there is a you know a sense of like there is a mode that preceded Ratchet, right? Um, and so this is kind of um, and it's it's not as well well known. And, and as not what kind of was known for, but there is a little bit of a kind of a back to basics piece there. And, and there were snapshots of this in media profiles, but less that again, that you would really necessarily um, have heard in that album, but that this is a, I mean, right. That there's a lot of ways in which this is a alternative rock record in, you know, in that there sure. are sounds that are actually, you know, draw on. And, and I mean, there are just so many pieces of both the kind of, 90s alternative canon of kind of how you know the college rock of the 80s morphed into the alternative rock of the 90s right. and then and then early 2000s indie are there in a lot of so- songs um and and structures and but the, and they're they're really less deployed as a, a you know whether it's a genre or marketing label um but as a as an expressive tool right like you know this is not music that you will hear in a spin class um or uh, an apple watch commercial <laughs> um, but it, but but it is still music that will get stuck in your head and kind of make you and 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 cause you to reflect, um, and and that is very rare, right? Um, at this point, because like it's assumed that the music that is still kind of indie is still also potentially selling or soundtracking, right? Um, and or crossing over, right? Um, and you know this is this is not the pitch to be, you know, I mean, and for all we know, this will still actually leave lead, um, you know, Shamir to get tapped to be writing the next you know beyonce record but there are um there are senses where you know the a successful indie songwriting career um one of the things that does is open the doors into pop songwriting right um and into the 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 song factory yeah um yeah, it, it, I like. I'm particularly interested in how the lack of the usual apparatus that we have, which are like track divisions, whether it's on Spotify or on a, a an album, like a physical album of some kind, um, and lyric sheets, right, yeah. really affect the the thing of the uh, the uh, experience of the record. And it, it, to a certain extent, it, it forces you to kind of confront an experience in a different way, in a way that's maybe a little more unmediated, right, in a way that's a little more uh uh raw or kind of pre precognitive you know like i i can't i think you are um I think uh, you you probably have done more with it than a lot of listeners. C- certainly more than me in terms of like going sitting down and like going track by track, like really sort of listening for when the divisions are and taking notes to uh, to kind of discern what belongs where. To me, so, like, so should I should I read some of my notes? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, field your field notes. I'd love to hear your field notes, but like, I can I can like I have snatches of experience that I remember that recur to me in memory. And that's like, oh, I kind of liked the um the like the El- the Elvis Costello esque uh arpeggiated guitar uh you know riff that you know that kind of chord thing that was happening or like I liked the a couple moments of really high drama sort of falsetto soul mm. throwback singing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like I it's more I see it it's it's as though I took my glasses off to look <laughs> to look at the album, and I see it as kind of a a, a wash of colors rather than uh, as being you know uh, rather than as being like a, a line drawing, and that's uh, it's an interesting experience to have because we so much. Uh, you know, we focus so much on close reading lyrics, especially that like the um, uh, to to be forced to experience something without that is an interesting uh, uh, kind of counterpoint to to our usual process. Absolutely, and I think that I definitely also experienced it in in blurs. Um, and I think that's actually typical to a lot of albums. Of um, I rarely do the first listen. Actually, Damn was one of the few records where I like the first time I was listening. I happened to be on a train, um, and so I actually just sat down for the first listen with the lyric sheet, and that's like very unusual, right? So my usual first set of listens for any album, either whether it's 
you know, for this podcast or um, recreational, like as if I listen to music recreational yeah, not again, anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> um, but in, in the hypothetical state that I, I listen to an album that I have no intention of covering for this, uh, you know, the first few listens are this kind of wash, but then there are so many other resources to kind of pin down song lyrics, titles, you know, what this is. And like you say, the only, you either stay at the wash of colors yeah. um, or you, or you, you sit down um, and start taking the notes, right? And you start saying, okay, and you you kind of have to start at the beginning because um, you lose count very quickly. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, there are, even in the blur, the wash, the song that um, I, I, one that really jumped out at me every time um, is, I believe, the, uh, let's see, it is the seventh song, um, which I describe as um, Prince uh, fronting Alice in Chains. Prince, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Uh, and now I was like trying to find like, what do you call this? This falsetto, slightly androgynous falsetto singing. Uh, and, and- in a rock and roll mode right. uh, with a tremendous amount of like, you know, self, you know, uh, you know, self-managed skill in, in the recording process and playing all of the instruments. Yes. Right. But go on. Yeah, you were reacting to Prince. Yeah, that's that's exactly and that's exactly right. What you're saying is exactly right. And this was one. Uh, this was this was one of the ones that that really stuck out to me as well. Yeah, and because I think what's very cool is that the singing mode is is similar, but that there are there is a a choir of of shamirs, all right. There maybe not a choir, but a kind of um, a barbershop quartet, right? Um, of and there's there's harmony, um, and and the way that it moves for me really evoked um, like the kind of some of what we heard on the Alice in Chains record, um, and and it moves in this kind of like modular kind of um uh uh way um and and it's it's very uh, that was like one of the songs that was the most kind of um alt rocky but with with this real twist right there are lots of bands that do these kind of 90s throwbacks and this is not that right this is um a really interesting application of that sound um in in service of you know again in this in this hybridization and kind of in in a you know it's 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 really something to kind of have a prince meets kind of grunge right grungy prince yeah, right that, right that that's at the, and there was something in the like the layering of the vocals there was something very yeah. plaintive in how they like called out to you or something yeah. as, as though they were begging or something and again like i my associations are very emotional and very kind of impressionistic not having had a lyric sheet or anything uh like that to uh, to prepare with, like just the kind of the way, uh, you know, just, I, I don't know. I just responded to the vocal performance in a more, uh, uh, organic way, I guess, you know? And I, and I think one of the lyrics that I, I picked up, it was, uh, I believe was one more time won't kill you, but if it does, you won't have to listen to anyone that you won't have to answer to anyone that you love, um, was what I was able to jot down on yeah. that one. Um, which is, is really, I mean, and, and there are a lot and several other songs, right? I mean, you know, the, the, uh, unsurprisingly the lyrical content, um, and the sound kind of connect with the, the narrative around the album, right. And, and Shamir's own kind of essay about where, the, you know, the place where he was when writing and recording this album. Yeah. Um, well, which, yeah, I mean, it's, it's maybe worth going into that a little bit, right? Like the, 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 I don't know that the sophomore, I mean, we've talked a lot and made a lot of fun of, of bands and people who do like, uh, oh, it sucks to be a celebrity kind of, kind of right. records. But I think this avoids that trap by not doing it right, right. like by sort of ta- by by more mm, envisioning what the next thing uh what the next thing might be right like it's right. like if you if you didn't have these expectations right or like what is the rather than like meet the expectations and bitch about them like right. you know right. Right. either right. either make the next thing or else like you know dramatize the process of breaking free and that's uh right and maybe that's where the titular hope right comes yeah. comes from yeah. it's because like there this is not uh it's not trapped right it's and it's not yeah. it's it's um 
uh, either, you know, either thwarting expectations or, or disregarding them. Yeah, I think that that's right. And I mean, I see this also lyrically. One of the songs that has um, some of the more more clear um, uh, lyrics um, and actually my transcription, though, I say they're the more clear lyrics, but my own transcription differs from what is on uh, on Genius is the second track. What else? Which is what in my notes I wrote as much more low key, almost alt country. <laughs> um, and this is one where the chorus is, I believe uh, what I what I jotted down was what am I to do stuck between a rock and a hard place and can't pull through. Um, and I believe it's, uh, rock bard bottom as a new start. Um, while taking, uh, taking shots in my, uh, t- taking shots at my heart. Right. Um, and then that, and that's one that also had then, um, and there are several places where like that one ends with, um, a lot of like vocal vamping. Right. Um, and that, that these kinds of, I mean, there's a sense of the performance in a lot of these songs and, and part of what the vamping, the either the instrumental vamping or the um, or the, the vocal vamping do is dramatize this process of breaking free. Right. If, if there's a if there's a sense of being stuck, of being um, of being cornered. This is kind of running up the wall. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's, it, it's it, there's there's kind of vocal parkour um, to to escape from being pointed. Uh, uh, painted in a corner um and that there is through kind of a a you know and and i mean it's it's interesting it's a kind of a strong misreading of the self right um of like well all right this is all of the things that you said about me of being independent of having the, these amazing vocal uh, talents um of having you know be a strong uh, like like all right here are all of those things um and uh it's like th- these are the things you like about me here they are um, but you're not going to like these, right? Um, or, or it's, they're not in the way that's expected, right? Um, and and I think that there's something really, but again, and I think it's different though, because we've, and, you know, someone that we've talked about is someone who is kind of deliberately alienates and confounds and um, subverts uh, expectations uh, and kind of every undercuts every success is MIA, right? And this is not an MIA record, which is like MIA often is like, you liked my last record? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> right? I mean, but it is interesting, right? This is a song in the lyric I quoted, right? Has the, um, ha, you know, the, the, the third to last song is I fucking hate you so much. Um, I don't think it's the listeners that are, that are hated so much. Um, but the, there is as much, you know, as much there is, I think, a lot of kind of inward focus. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of contradictory um, emotions that are being worked through, um, but that there is um, they they end at a place of hope, right? I guess it's like, I guess what it, it brings to mind Pandora's box, right? That hope remains like a lot of the other emotions kind of come rushing out. Um, but what you have at the end actually is hope, right? The album's not called despair. <laughs> um, uh, and even if it starts from, a oh, place of Oh despair, my God, Shamir's going to self-release an album called despair next Sunday. <laughs> If if Shamir does not release an album uh, called Despair, I will eat a I will eat a vinyl. Ryan, Ryan will will ratchet. <laughs> Ryan will blend up his SoundCloud app from his phone and uh, and ingest it. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a, I uh, will. <laughs> I will. I will make a cassette tape sandwich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A, a CLT, a cassette lettuce and tomato. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's um, you know, I I don't know. We didn't even have a trolling question for for this week. You know, I, I felt like you know, it's like I was backed into a corner. You know, <laughs> I, I, I you know, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, and so I I was going to I went um I I went for just like what was actually rather than what I was expected of me. Um, just uh, what um. You know what? What was in my heart, and my heart was just to talk about this album. <laughs> you know, it's just like you know, because you know. Well, if Shamir can do that to us, then maybe there is hope after all. Yeah, I, um, I, I think so, and 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 uh, and and I think that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Were there any other songs or moments that you that you caught? It's uh, uh, predictably like predictably my favorite um, moments on this were the ones with sort of the the poppy song structures because I I do really appreciate that sort of construction. You know, like I yeah. like I like it and I I enjoy I enjoy listening to it. I mean, the thing that including it here did and and one of the I mean one of the big places was. Um, uh, the track that you one more time won't kill you, uh, and then like bleed it out also had right like had mm-hmm. a uh, yeah. like a verse chorus structure uh, as well. I'm reading that I'm trying to correlate my like general sense of where the uh, or maybe it was maybe it was rain, uh, which I guess is a cover, but the the uh, um, but uh, near the end there there was another one and like. A little bit that had the effect of um, displaying of like uh, uh, lampshading the fact that that this is that this the artistic choices on this record are choices right like it's not this isn't a case of of sort of like punk garage bands who can't make more virtuosic music than what they make right. Like it's uh, uh, that that like he can totally do the the sing you know the coffee house singer songwriter type thing and that uh, that it's um, uh, that that so that when when he's doing the other stuff when he's doing the more alienating noise stuff it's it's a uh, it's a choice right like he wants to go there rather than being. Um, uh, hmm. ra- rather than being limited, rather than it being a sign of limitation, it's a sign of uh, uh, I don't know how few Foxy has come to give. I mean, but it is interesting, right? Because and it's interesting to think about the construction of of a sense of urgency, right? That I mean, I, I imagine almost a kind of indie rock Jack Bauer, right? It's like we don't have time to get to the records, to the to the, the recording studio. Yeah, we don't right? have time to overdub the hooks. Right. Um, and that there is a sense and it's it's an interesting um there's there's a sense of, you know, I guess what you are picking up on is that there is some kind of variation there that is, you know, that even that the sense of urgency is also a constraint that is imposed. Um, it, but and if not, you know, as a, a smoke and mirrors or as a ruse, as a way to create, right? Like as, you know, as, as, you know, um, knowledge workers, I mean, I know a lot about kind of creating constraints on myself to, to help with the process of creativity. Right. And so like the, the thought, ah, of like, yes. Oh. Have you heard of the Pomodoro technique? <laughs> <laughs> Have you done your procrastination sprints recently? Yeah. Uh, there right, are, all, there are, there are all, all kinds of things, um, that one sets up, right. And that are, there are these kind of mental tricks that one plays on themselves. And again, there are whole disciplines, disciplines uh and 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 fields that yeah, those are, are, are those are different podcasts but yeah if you think of creativity as a kind of problem solving which i do right, right. like the more that you can define the problem in precise terms for yourself the the greater mm-hmm. the creativity you'll be able to bring to bear on it right like and like we're not you know we're going to sit down and uh when we get up there will be an album right is one um is yeah. one constraint right like i, I like national novel writing month you know is yeah. another yeah, one, yeah. right yeah. Like that that's uh uh that's a thing i think there's one for like recording an album too isn't there like a national album recording yes. yeah yeah there is there is uh, um maybe we'll participate next year yeah i mean well and this is and and it is one of those things and and that kind of constraint right that this is like a very condensed version of that right whether it is you know saying i i know explicitly i'm going to record this album but you know again if if the you know first sentence is i you know i was going to quit music this weekend um is like you know it's that which is the opposite of recording an album yeah right and so that there is a sense of like you know it's a the conditional is like all right um 
you know, and, and it's not, you know, entirely explained, but it is like, all right, I, you know, I can't do this anymore. Then it's like, all right, let's like, let me, you know, I'm going to, which I, you know, there's a sense in this again, in the lyrics um, that we were, we were just talking about a sense of being stuck, right? I mean, there's a, a, a sense of writer's block that is around kind of expectation is around, um, you know, a position of self. So it is kind of, all right, well, like, 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 Let's. See, I'm going to sit down and see what happens. Yeah. Um. And so that that there is a sense of, so it, it's a kind of process, um, choice, but it's one that also ultimately does. So like you say, it is a it is a choice, um, but it's not that. You know that it is it's it's punk it's punk process, uh, uh not kind of punk like circumstance right if that makes sense right that that like yeah there are is an access to a recording studio and to a lot of resources and people um but with those resources may inhibit rather than um than than accelerate the the creativity yeah it's, right? a, it's a paradox of choice situation right right Where when you can do everything you can do nothing you know Right, exactly. And so there's a sense of like, all right, let me, you know, whether it's through time constraint, through reducing reducing options, you know, what what does this do? Um, and and what it does is is produce a really kind of surprisingly compelling, um, you know, set of songs. And it's it's you know again surprising because the opening gambit is this is hard to listen to. Um, and I think it's and I, I think circling back kind of a kind of full circle is that it really depends on what one's expectations are right and it's certainly if your expectations are on the regular are are ratchet then it is hard to listen to um and uh but that there is a lot of ways um you know at, at different modes and in, in different times that this is i mean look you know there's a reason easy listening is is used as a derisive term, ah. <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's you know the, that um, the 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 hardness of a listen is is uh, is relative, um, but ultimately um, welcome, right? That that um, you know people get drawn to music that is challenging emotionally and artistically and creatively, um, and um, and well, yeah, I mean if you're if you're looking to be sort of nourished by the art form and not not just sort of anesthetized, you know, uh, right. right. We, should, we should all be like Shamir. We should all, we should all like not refuse to release the, the second album that, that the machine wants us to release, you know, like who is your, who is your record label? You know, uh, right. how can you maintain your hope? Right. And right. And, and right. And, and I think that, and that is a, a, a good place to end, right. That, you know, this is a time, this is a, there's a lot of, you know, there are concentric circles of hopelessness that are kind of closing us in <laughs> these days. Um, and so, and, and there are senses of being kind of lacking agency or control. Um, and so I think that what the way to kind of make your, um, make your own hope is to find a sphere of action where you can act and to do it right and uh and see where that takes you um and i think that that as a again um this as a document of that kind of a process regardless of wh where else it takes shamir um is itself kind of um you know quite a thing to share right and something uh where there's uh wh which is uh which is uh inspiring uh both inspiring and challenging at the same time um so go out there be inspired be challenged uh let us know your thoughts on uh, on this album. Uh, you can let us know on uh, Twitter uh, at TFT Podcast, uh, Facebook for Theory for Turntables, um, and on the show notes at OverthinkingIt.com, uh, where we always have discussions, comments, um, and and continue this conversation. So we will be back next week uh, with something that I will doubt be, will be more lo-fi and more surprising. This, but we don't know. Who knows? There, you know, while we recorded, there could have been four more surprise albums uh, that were released except for one's a playlist one's a lunchbox and one is a turkey a literal turkey not a metaphorical it, it, turkey yeah, yeah yeah it is an actual turkey that kendrick lamar has a new album and it's a turkey and you have to catch it <laughs> um and if you catch the turkey you get kendrick lamar's new album oh wait uh, <laughs> if kendrick lamar does not release a turkey i'm going to eat a delicious turkey dinner
<laughs> exactly. I think that's a bet I will be willing to take. Uh, and so while we cook up our turkey, uh, the rest of you just stay out there and keep it real.